The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We are joined by me, Mr. Clive, and my co-host, Ricky. How are you this evening, sir? Doing well, doing well. Before we get started, I'd like to say happy birthday. Okay, uh, who's that for? Is that for your son? No, for you. Okay, thank you. Yes, uh, we are recording the episode this week a day early because tomorrow is my, well, Wednesday is my birthday and I couldn't really be, <coughs> oh, excuse me, <coughs> I couldn't really be bothered doing podcasting stuff on my birthday night. I was looking for some Netflix and Jill, so there we go. But thank you for the well wishes. <laughs> You're welcome, but I assumed you would have got when I said happy birthday, I was talking about you. Eh? <laughs> when I said happy birthday, I assumed you would realise I'm talking about you. Aye, but I'd rather you didn't say anything. Why? Because I'm not one of those guys that says, it's my birthday, please like this tweet. Oh, no, you don't need to. I'll do that for you tomorrow. No, no. Or tonight. Thank So, we've had some more technical difficulties this week. This time it was actually Ricky's end. Ricky might not sound the way he normally does, but he's still got the great quality content, so don't be let down. It's still there, raw, gritty, and real, to the point, truthful. It's annoying. Sitting using my fucking phone. Takes you back to the old days when we were doing these podcasts. (laughs) It really does. It really, really does when I was just sitting on my phone in panic that I've not got enough battery. Aye. But... I'm, I've somehow got mine working this week, so we're going to plough ahead. No more shitty chit-chat from us. Well, that may actually still happen. We can't guarantee that it won't. But this week uh, is another big weekend. <clears throat> For WWE, you have the newly sort of revamped World's Collide takeover kind of show that's on on the Saturday night. People from NXT versus people from NXT UK and what has turned out to be a rather tasty, tasty card. And then you have the Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself the following night. It is the favourite time of year for many. Um, So I'm sure a lot of you will be looking forward to it very much. Before we start going through this, I want to to get something off my chest first, Ricky. Go right ahead, this is your podcast. First of all, Humberto Carrillo, go away. Just... Get off my screen. Take your dimples and go. You're not welcome. <laughs> and your shitty haircut. Aye, with your... Um, it's as if the barber fell asleep when they were doing his side, sideies. And your shitty wrestling. <laughs> Just uh, fuck off, basically. Go away. Uh, 
I know that this whole thing with uh, there's been a lot of upheaval with regards to Seth Rollins winning tag team titles once again on TV once again with a random mid-carder once again when you have uh, the authors of pain and you're very unstable but just like a just like the false prophet that he is he likes to pretend he's helping others but he's just looking out for himself so that's my explanation for it it's still a load of shite though yeah you'd rather that was given to the authors of pain I think that would have made more sense but I can't complain too much because the bold buddy Murphy has got some main roster gold love it True, but Aye, it still makes it's pretty shit. But this last thing, there has begun this quiet moaning that's turned into a bit of an outrage perpetrated by Meltzer and the individual himself. That Ma- Matthew Jai Hardy has become badly treated on WWE, and it's laughable because when you think about it, Matt Hardy is. I checked this morning, he is 45 years old. And Wait, w- w- explain this to me, what happened? Right, there's been a, th- a, th- a thing going on over the last few weeks. As far as I'm aware, Meltzer said that Matt Hardy wants out of his contract, or I don't know if M- Meltzer said Matt Hardy wants out of his contract, but there was speculation... Wait, 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 didn't Matt Hardy just resign? I don't think so. What If it did today, then I don't know. No, oh, I thought it was like last week or so. Um, maybe not, I don't know. Anyway, continue. Well, there was a rumour that started speculation that Matt Hardy will be the leader of the Dark Order over in All Elite Wrestling. Uh, and on TV, on Raw, he has been having lots of matches where he's lost. And this sort of culminated this week in a, a squash match defeat to Eric Rowan. So people are all up in arms about how Matt Hardy's been badly treated. Listen, you fans and Matt Hardy himself need to get a grip of yourself. Matt Hardy is 45 45 he has been in WWE anyway a mid-carder for his whole career and I'm not going to count ECW world champion as a main eventer he has been a mid-carder not even the tippy top of the mid-card tag team title reigns sure but he's just been a bit below and the most relevant he ever was was when Edge slept with his missus Also, I, d- I didn't realise this was a thing, but continue. Yep, the guy is lucky he can even walk. So for him to have TV matches, losses or not, for him to still be on the in the zeitgeist of WWE, to be featured as regularly as he is, and for him to moan and tweet and bleat online, it could be his character. You never know what's going on with these folk these days. But get a grip. Matt Hardy is a mid-carder for life, and he'll never be anything better than that. So... Just, and he's out there waddling about with the same gear that he wore 20 years ago. It looks like a man-child and it's quite embarrassing. So Matt Hardy, loved your career, you've done wonders for us all, but it's time you knew your role and shut your gub. This is just come out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting this. Well, it had to be um, said. Here's my two cents. Matt Hardy and Impact, uh, broken Hardy gimmick was one of the best things we've seen creative-wise, I think, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, perennial, like, all-time great, one half of one of the all-time great tag teams. Singles run, yeah, outside of the stuff in Impact, and like I say, he's a shitty ECW brand thing. He always has been a mid-card, always will be. 
Um, yeah, he's 45. I've always liked Matt Hardy. Like I say, is that broken gimmick? And when I thought, when he came to WWE, I was like, we, you know, this it could go to another level, the gimmick. It never did because obviously I never really got the rights to it. And, you know, so it was never really the same. Uh-huh. And I suppose looking back on it, it never was going to be as good as the stuff in Impact because it was all him and he didn't have like, a team of writers and this person to report to and this and that and that person all trying to trying to get their, their, their two cents in mm-hmm. um, but the notion that, I've just had a quick check on Twitter now just take Matt Hardy contract and people are saying Matt Hardy's definitely going here he is out here jobbing how the fuck is Matt Hardy dropping? <laughs> like, let's let's not act like this is the fucking it's like a second coming or re- reincarnation of Bret Hart or anything like that. Like, just settle down with that fucking nonsense. Um, could they have been used better? Absolutely, but so could like ninety percent of the guys in WWE. Uh-huh. Um, and it's something they need to swallow it, and get on with it. And 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 the notion he's probably going to go AEW, perhaps. But well, I good. Take him. You're more than welcome to him. Ex WWE guys. Ah, exactly. Is it not what Chris Jericho told us? Again, you're full of shit. Everything, everything. Ninety percent of stuff happens in wrestling or gets reported on is full of shit or lies or whatever. Matt Hardy going couldn't care less. Um, was happy he came back. It came to nothing. But Matt Hardy going to AEW isn't going to like suddenly make me more invested in that product that I'm already quite enjoying so <laughs> give us a fuck yep uh, so that was my two cents on Matt Hardy it's probably going to be one of these ones where he actually is, he's break, he is breaking once again and if that's the case then I've been worked but there are many people who are worked nah. in his, on his side and it's like fuck's sake honestly yeah, I think he will probably end up going to AEW and in, 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 in the sense that what he's able to bring creatively and behind the scenes and help people it's gonna be it's gonna be massive. But like just watching out all of a sudden everyone's dick starts to get harder. Oh Bat Hardy's on AEW as if it's some major get and it's like boy's forty five years old, can't really go in the ring, creatively's gonna be great. You know, so like, pour some cold water on you and put your dick away. He's good at getting random stuff over. Version one point the broken stuff. Oh, that's right. I'm saying. Like, I think. I think he would be he's good. Going to be fucking great. He has a very good. He's got a great. He's got a great mind for the business. So if he wants to do that, then you're more than welcome to fuck off and on you go. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I say. I think the asset and. The, the benefit of him being there is like creatively in, in setting matches and in character etc etc as opposed to what he's actually going to do inside the wrestling ring mm-hmm. like so I think everyone probably acknowledges that and realises that but let's not build him up to be anything he's uh-huh. not especially when it comes to in the ring him going to AEW is purely to kind of potentially bring um uh, to give the Dark Order a bit more of a of um, to make it look like mo- to make them look more legitimate to help them get more over so that's where it'll come into not so much what he's going to do in the ring because you know he's like you said he's 45 years old so mm-hmm. but it will be the behind the scenes stuff that he'll be 
he will really shine. There's probably still stuff going on with Impact, legal rights over names of the broken gimmick and all that, because he didn't really say it in WWE, did he? Exactly. No. They couldn't really, you know, if we went in full gimmick, if we went full broken, you know, we would have saw um, every little um, caveat that came along with it. You know, so we didn't really see much. Yeah, we saw the compound and stuff, but we didn't see his wife evolved, involved, you know, so um, his father-in-law as well. <laughs> we didn't really get to see that kind of stuff. That's Certainly, right, I forgot about his father-in-law. In, in, the, in the gimmick itself, it was just a real toned-down version of what the Impact one was, and that could be a couple of things. It could be, like I say, too many too many cooks in the, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. or maybe we just couldn't go into it because of legal reasons. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Matt Hardy, the wrestler, like, there's like a million guys in WWE who are far superior to him right now. Mm-hmm. But Matt Hardy, creatively, that's what AEW are really going to gain from. Aye. And if he does leave and he gets a thank you hamper, then make sure to not pass the champagne over to your brother when you're moving over. Fuck's sake. Right. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to see since I've got the laptop on and you've got limited battery life? Do you want me to go through the cards? I've got the screen up for Worlds Collide right now. Yeah, go to Worlds Collide. I don't. I don't really want to dive into like match for match. If you know what I mean, let's just just have a, a, an overview of everything. Um, well, I'll I'll go through the the card right as it reads backwards on Wikipedia. You've got Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray in a singles match on the pre-show. You have DIY, Johnny Gargano and Tommy Champy versus Mustache Mountain. That should be... It's going to be so good. I know, and that's just going to be one of those work-rate matches, but sometimes you, you've got to enjoy a wee work-rate match. James James Boyd of One Nation Radio, folks, um, desperate for Gargano versus Tyler Pate. He's going to get a little snippet of it in this match. He is. And what I'm more excited about, and I've kind of spoiled it for myself here because I didn't know this was the case, but... Do you want to know what the fatal foray for the Cruiserweight Championship is? Yeah, I know it. Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Travis Banks versus the one and only Jordan Devlin. Uh-huh. I think Jordan... He's De- so good. He thoroughly deserves that. Travis Banks doesn't. <laughs> but Travis Banks fucking awful. I see it's weird because he had a couple of decent matches in... In full sale. But just think about what you just said, a couple of decent matches. Mm. Decent. There's just something I'm very... I'm really into watching mediocre wrestling. There's something very bland about him. Ah, oh, he's fucking awful. Poor Travi, but Jordan Devlin... I can't really see a title change here. But Jordan Devlin no. squaring up with this mob, that should be fantastic. I don't see any title change happening whatsoever. No, I mean it's only it's the only title match. Two, two. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Go be fucking excellent. I was there last year, and it was a real good match at Blackpool. Um, dynamics are are slightly different here mm-hmm. because that point Rhea Ripley was a full on bitch of a heel. Um, 
But yeah, it should be a good match. The match in between squashed in between that, that's, I think that's the one I'm really looking forward to. Balor and Dragunov? Yes. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. That should be a belter, because Dragunov... Um, He's a sort of just a cheeky wee favourite that everyone has on NXT UK. His match with Cesaro at the Cardiff takeover was lovely. Fantastic. And I remember doing this watching that and I remember us talking about it and when, when he appeared I was like, Oh really? And then by the end of the match, you know, you're just you're you're applauding. Uh-huh. Um This is on the network. Yep. So I, I think that's another good thing is if, if people haven't seen much of Dragonov It'd be nice for you to actually to see him. I think, like I said, I think this will be a really, really good match. Um, I think it, it probably could. I mean, the two tag team matches is just going to be fantastic. Aye. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to Finn Balor and Dragunov. I think. Really looking forward to aye. that. Imperium versus Undisputed Era will be the the glorified, glorious, un, uh, organized chaos that we know and love very much on this show uh, that should be excellent the, as you as you said it is, it's kind of like an advert for people who are still a bit on the fence with regards to NXT UK you've got Mustache, I mean people know who Mustache Mountain are, they had a cracking t- mini tag team rivalry with Undisputed Era back in yep. 2018 and really good matches people know of Imperium because Volta's a big name and Bartel and Eichner and obviously Wolfie from Sanity so there's already names there that they know Kaylee Ray's made a bit of an impact on in Full Sail recently with an excellent showing at War Games as well Travis Banks yeah, I think I think a lot of the Americans from what certainly ones we speak to and some of the stuff you see on Twitter I think a lot of them are, are fans of Kaylee Ray I have not really heard many bad words said about her. No. Not bad words, just any... Or criticism. Crit- bad criticism, bad I think, critique. Yeah. If anything, I know War Games, she was inconsequential in sort of helping her team, but she took some crazy bumps, and that goes a long way in putting other other people over. And the match, yep. that, the match that they had at Blackpool there was excellent. She had a fantastic match with Tegan Knox on TV shortly after winning the title. So... She's starting to get some eyes on her, I think. I think the two that are untested for anyone that haven't really ventured outside of Full Sail are Dragunov and Devlin. I've got, yeah, uh, zero concern or, or worry about what Jordan Devlin can do in a wrestling ring. Aye, and the Balor and Dragunov, that should be... That's going to be hard. Aye, it's going to be brutal, basically. Dragunov seems to have grown muscles on his shoulder blades recently. Yep. There's something going on with him that he may require testing for PEDs. Oh, most definitely. He's jagging up. <laughs> I think maybe he's just jagging pure vodka straight into his eyes. <laughs> the thing, just to go back, and I know we keep talking about him, but to go back to to Jordan Devlin, I think, I, I like for instance, like we're talking about um, Kaylee Ray getting a little bit more exposure. We're talking about uh, Dragunov getting a bit more exposure. Um, Travis Banks to an extent as well, but Jordan Devlin doesn't need any more exposure. Everybody knows who Jordan Devlin is. They have um, recently. He's, he's been putting on a blinder the last few months. 
I think for the last 12 months, he just seems to have put on banger after banger. The OTT stuff NXT helped UK, as well. Yep, or OTT. Um, yeah, uh, what I say is I think the entire card, with it being obviously two tag, uh, two title matches, we don't expect any titles to change hands. Aye. But I'm still looking forward to all the other matches, even though the reality is they kind of mean nothing. But yep. they'll still just they'll still be very good wrestling matches. I mean, as you say, it's unrealistic for any titles to change hands. So overall, it seems quite inconsequential, unless we're talking about bragging nights, which this has a feel of. It's kind of Survivor Series light with NXT versus NXT UK. So it's more of just a bit of fun, and I don't see any harm in that at all. Just a good night of some good, good wrestling. No, I agree. Um, I, just kind of looking at the card again. I would ex- the only, the only, the only title that I could possibly see changing hands would be the, the NXT Women's Championship, but that's just that's slim to none. Oh, yeah, um, I can't see that happening. Yeah, actually, I, I, I've had to pick out the two. I'm meaning. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a real good card. It's tasty. A really, really good card. It's very tasty. I genuinely think Finn Balor and Dragunov had a chance to be the match of the weekend. That's big, I think it does. That's big talk. I agree. It's big talk, though. Best singles match, anyway. Yeah, and, and I think... And, and maybe I'm about to give them a kind of backhanded compliment here. But I don't think they're going up against anything. It's about like, oh, you know, like that match is going to blow out the water. If you know what I mean. Uh huh. Um, the only one I could possibly think of could be Becky and Asuka. Um, mm. But even that, I don't expect it to. Um, I have my reasons why the men's Royal Rumble isn't going to live up to my usual expectations of a rumble um, and the women's rumble last year was excellent so I've got, I'm, I've got high hopes for that as well but yeah and like I say it, it does sound like a backhanded compliment because I've just said like, I don't think there's not much competition for it yes but I still think on a normal weekend even if this was on a normal takeover and a WrestleMania, whatever, or Royal Rumble, or Survivor uh, SummerSlam, I still think Finn Balor and Dragunov has a chance to really stand out. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it does excite me that a lot of people who may not have seen Ilya Dragunov, you know, could be could be pleasantly surprised here. And they're in for a treat. I I definitely think so. So you'd mentioned there about the Royal Rumble matches that you're not too sure about, so we'll transition over to that and we'll keep the, the actual Rumble match till later on and I know that we have a few more Twitter questions for us to discuss this week um, Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship what about this are you not feeling? Becky? Just Becky in general? Um, like she isn't where she once was 
in the ring, I don't think, right? Oh, in the ring, I definitely agree there. And, and that's what it is. Because I think Asuka, when you're lower to be, is still just every bit as good as any female wrestler in the world. Uh-huh. You know, so... I'm kind of expecting your normal Becky Lynch kind of brawl, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's my issue with it. It's not that I don't like Becky. I'm not a fan, but I don't, like, properly dislike her or anything. Yeah. I like the story going into this one because Asuka is the itch that Becky Lynch cannot scratch because you had the the TLC match from last... Well, two two TLC pay-per-views ago. You had... Last year's Royal Rumble. Last year's Royal Rumble. And you had the TLC match again this year. Becky Lynch cannot deal with Asuka. Becky Lynch is not ready for Asuka. To uh, quote, uh, paraphrase a certain catchphrase. I just, I just don't see anything but a Becky Lynch win here. I know, but last year I says I called it great exactly the way it went. I said it was she would lose. I was surprised she tapped, um, and she would enter the Rumble. I just don't see that happening again, and I don't see her losing the title just yet but she doesn't seem I know she's saying all these things but she doesn't ooze confidence she oozes doubt Becky mm-hmm. well, that's that's fine but like I said I'd be surprised if Asuka gets a win here probably it's a bit up in the air because you've got the potential for two women in the, Ro- the Royal Rumble that are surprises and those surprises could be Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. And both of them, if they were into the Rumble, would be strong contenders to win it. We know, we know that uh, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch have quite the history. I'm not sure I want to yep. go down that road again, especially we're, with We're a, not getting both. Eh? We won't get both. Right. Well, I would say out of the two of them, Shayna Baszler's the one that's more... More of a credible possibility, uh, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Shayna Baszler hit the ground running quickly on any in Raw or SmackDown. Since we're talking about the women's Royal Rumble, let's just transition right into that. Since we're talking about it, if Shayna does enter it, because my personal pick for the Rumble is Sasha. Right, I think Sasha wins it, but if Shayna's in it. I don't know how you can't go with Shayna. Because I think if Shayna isn't in it, you go with Sasha and we get Sasha Bailey at WrestleMania. Well, see when you think about it though. What better way to get instant heel heat than to put someone out of the ring who everyone loves in Sasha Banks? Who are you talking about Shayna to do that? Mm-hmm. That's fine. If Shayna's in the Rumble, Shayna has to win it in my mind. If Shayna, if Shayna Baszler, if Sasha Banks puts in another Iron Woman performance like she did a couple of years ago and she's doing very well and Shayna Baszler comes down at that coveted number 27 spot, I know it's not exactly coveted for the women because they've only had two. But if Shayna came down at 27, came in, took out a few folk and then just launched Sasha Banks over the rope within the minute of coming into the ring, she would be booed from the rafters all the way down. Right, but... So that means she's an instant heel and she goes... Right, for... what happens to Sasha? She has a temper tantrum in the hotel and disappears. 
Right, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, are you are you implying it then, Sasha? Uses that sympathy to get back over as a babyface, or she starts whining and bitching and moaning and continues being a a heel. Oh, I don't really know if I could handle seeing Sasha Banks as a babyface again. Sasha's not a babyface. If if they went that route, if they go the route of Bailey and Sasha, Sasha cannot be the fucking babyface. I know, but Bailey's just, such a cow just now, though. She is, and maybe maybe you like. I don't know, maybe you you could potentially go with Sasha as a face going into WrestleMania, but then at the end of the match, maybe Bailey hugs her or something and Sasha turns on her. Like, I don't want to see babyface Sasha again. I want to see boss Sasha. I want to see the bitch Sasha was mouthing off at kids in NXT and stuff like that and uh-huh. you know, in their faces. I saw babyface Sasha and it, it works to an extent, but heel Sasha is just perfection. Mm-hmm. As when she's and in I the mood. Think, sorry, you go. When she's in the mood. And that's it. I think this is a perfect, like, yeah, look where you were this time last year. You lost to Ronda in a very good match. And we put the tag titles on you and then ultimately done nothing and lost you for so long. This is what we think of you. We're going to have you win just, what, the third Women's Royal Rumble. Um... So, and then you prop her up and you give her that confidence because Sasha comes across as someone who, who whose confidence can go up and down and, and, and just kind of need someone to reassure and stuff like that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think they're all kind of like that. Um, but yeah, I think you go Sasha. The only way you don't go Sasha is if Shayna is in there. Everyone else must, must lose. Shayna has to hit the ground running. In my mind. Yeah. There are three. The only, on you go. Sorry. You go. The only way Shayna doesn't win it is everyone, is if everyone in the Rumble kind of teams up and gangs on her and gets rid of her. But I would love if Shayna does come up. I'd love them to to just go all out with it and just say, "No, let's just have her run through that entire Rumble, and we get her versus Becky at WrestleMania." Because you can still always ultimately transition from. Sasha losing um, losing the Royal Rumble to ultimately still getting Sasha and Bailey about five years too late. Well, how about this for some uh, fantasy booking? What if Becky, <laughs> Becky beats Asuka, but she comes down after that match, Baszler comes down after that match and destroys Becky? So she then is in the Rumble afterwards and Becky comes down and launches her out, so she's eliminated from that due to Becky. So that starts the Becky Shayna rivalry without Shayna having to win the Rumble and that leaves room for Sasha to win the Rumble and take on Bailey in a best friends colliding thing. Perhaps. Or you could also have Ronda come down after the Becky and Asuka match. Now, I, I have seen zero things with Ronda and we're just reckless of speculating here. Aye, that's, um, that is just but you're spot on as reckless speculation which is, should, that should be you, um, Meltzer's bio you don't want it. I know you say you don't want it but ultimately it's still unfinished business I just thought the the online stuff was embarrassing for both both of them yeah I, yeah, that was and um, people were people were dissecting each tweet 
and saying they're better than them because like they fucking had a typo and stuff like that. It's like, oh, get a grip. No, I know. It, it's funny because it, I kind of liken it to when people in a boxing match or MMA are, are talking shit on someone and then people are analysing it. It's like, oh my goodness, like he's putting him down and, you know, he's absolutely dragging him. And it's like, that's fine. I don't care if you can beat me in a verbal battle because when we get in the ring, I'm going to knock you the fuck out and I'll <laughs> have the last laugh. So, but again, it's it's wrestling. So you need to kind of build up and have people invested in it to a certain extent because not everyone's like me. So I've always said I couldn't care less about storyline as long as I get this great match. That I'm satisfied with that. Um, yeah, I'm still. I could still watch Becky and Ronda because, like I said, it's unfinished business. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, my pup is Sasha to win it. Okay. I'm trying to think because I've got the Twitter questions up here. Well, Dan asked us, do we think there's going to be any NXT UK entrance in the Royal Rumble? And we kind of touched on it last week, but I'll give a couple for can I give a, before we're going on to the guy later, men later on. Can I give a belated shout out to Dan Coffin on Twitter um, for purchasing the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show t-shirt which is available on ProWrestlingTees.net at the Social Suplex page Dan you are some man congratulations on your excellent choice in fashion <laughs> yep Dan you're a mark and then again we're marks for you as well any NXT UK talents do you see enter the Rumble and which of these will have the best showing for the women I think so I'm not including Tony Storm in it because she's kind of flip-flop between both shows right uh-huh. and I know certain, to a certain extent Kaylee Ree's done a little bit of, on NXT but that was more so for Survivor Series etc I'm going Kaylee Ree uh, Kaylee Ray and Piper Niven I think Piper Niven's a very good shout for obvious aesthetic reasons she's a big woman She's going to be hard to put over the rope. So from the visual side of He's things, right. Vince likes all these. Um, it takes a lot of people to throw people over the rope. So Piper Niven's a good shout, definitely. Um, yeah, I can see a scenario where Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray, and Piper Niven kind of square off, and one of them eliminates the other, and then we can maybe transition that into an, into the storyline as well. Oh, uh, yes, please. NXT UK Women's Champ match later on on a UK takeover potentially um, so that's my two for the Women's Royal Rumble I, I, I don't like I say Tony Storm doesn't count in my eyes um, I expect Tony Storm to be there um, I just don't see any other NXT UK women no. being there sorry sorry ladies sorry ladies <laughs> um, but I th- yeah, and I know um, Rob also asked who gets this year's Diesel push in the Royal Rumble match. Well, I, I, if you don't mind, I would, we can apply that to both the women's and yes, please, yeah, the men's. Um, now I don't know where Nia Jax is in her recovery, so I don't even know if it's a possibility for her returning here. Um, Who gets that? It could be Shayna if Shayna comes into Royal Rumble. Early doors. Yep. Nia Jax. And I don't think there's any other proper dominating woman 
like Charlotte's dominating, right? But Charlotte, some people will still get her licks in at Charlotte, etc. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Charlotte's a very good shot for winning. So do I. Sasha makes much more sense. She does. Sometimes you need me. to go with what makes sense. Yeah, and uh, yeah, don't don't um. Sometimes, if something's staring at you in the face, sometimes that's like the logical thing to do. Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. If something seems obvious and right and feels right, just go with it. At the times, at the time, Seth Rollins winning last year seemed like the best thing to do. It did, and I, I still think it was. Um, it, it, you know, like anyone can win the Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. And and oh. you can ultimately two months down the line make it look like the right decision. Mm-hmm. It's all about what takes place in those eight to ten weeks or so after it. Mm-hmm. We spoke about it when um, Sam asked us, should we push the Rumble back? And our reply was, possibly, but why not just book them better over the next six, seven weeks? And it's the same here. Like, even fucking... You, you can have who win the men's Rumble potential on Sunday. Like, fucking, you can have... I'm just trying to think of like an absolute random mid card act or no one cares about. Um, you know, and as long as you book them properly and elevate them over the next ten weeks, it can make it look like the right decision. See, this kind of uh, this kind of ties in with one of Rance's questions. Shout out to Rance. Uh, Rance, we're only answering one of your questions. Uh, well, a couple of them tie in together. I'm going to tie them in together, right? And sorry for stealing your. Um, question master seat for this one you said the two questions that I've got out of the three what's more important establishing the next generation in the rumble or having a dominant winner everyone loves and the other one was with multiple mania main events is the rumble even important anymore if you look at the last few years and I'm talking what six five six years how many of the rumble winners have actually won their match at Wrestlemania it's funny I actually, I googled this the other week. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I went on and looked at this and googled. I think I was going to ask a question on one of the shows. I can't remember now, or I was going to address. I can't remember. But it's like, it's like sixty-six percent of the last fifteen years, the person that's won the Royal Rumble has went on to win the Rumble match. It's at the the, the, the title at WrestleMania. And so how, how what many you're of them? saying is one in every three years or so, or one third of the people who have won the Royal Rumble don't actually win the match at WrestleMania. And how many of them have main evented? The, like the headline and show? That's true. And 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 with did you sorry, did you say um with multiple mania main events is a rumble even important anymore? Did you did you did you see that? I did, yes. So, yes, it's it's without a doubt definitely important because I understand where Vance is coming from, saying multiple WrestleMania main events. Completely understand that. I completely get that line of thinking. But in my mind, in reality, there's only one main event. The first one, the last one. Two closes a show is a main event. 
Uh-huh. Anything else is just uh, to me it's, garbage. Yeah, like see all these other people saying I'm I'm the second uh, main event or I'm co main event. Ah, oh, you go on last year the main event. Even when there's two nights of wrestling. Yeah, because sat- I think you want to be that person on a Sunday night. Uh huh. Saturday night, unless it's a very rare exception, then you're not as big a deal as you were for the night afterwards. Yeah, because I think if you look at, look at the G1, for instance, um, what do we remember? Do we remember Okada standing over a bushy on a Saturday? Or do we remember Naito standing over Okada on a Sunday? Or ultimately, Kenta, Kenta sitting on top of Naito? On a Sunday, exactly. we remember the Sunday. I know. I'm well. I personally remember the night before. Oh, of course, of course. That, that was a much better match. But you, you, like that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that's a spot you want to be in, in my mind. And yep. I don't know. People spoke about like I know we're going. To, I'm talking about CM Punk now, but we're talking about well, your, your main event. You, you, you wrestled Undertaker. I get it. Like that's pretty fucking huge. Um. But it's still not the main event. I just think with the success rate that you mentioned there of wrestlers over the last five, ten years or whatever winning, then their build is almost for night. Because back in the day, these people they would go on to win the big one. That's it was kind of written in stone that if you were winning the Royal Rumble, you were going on to great things. And that's, I said, I'm pretty certain it was that, that was an exact start, and that's what kind of surprised me. I was like, in my head, it just like. You win the Rumble, you automatically win the title of WrestleMania. So I kind of laugh when people say, I can't believe this person won the Rumble only to not win it. It's commonplace in WWE. That can happen. I mean, at the end of the day, like, Ibushi went through an absolute... Um, like, went through the G1. Hurt as well. Faced some of the absolute best. Ultimately, win, win the title shot. And went on and, and didn't even get to the night two, so it can happen. Like yep. it's not that big a deal. Um, it's nice to sometimes see that kind of being thrown in there, just so we don't always take it for a given. Aye, that's true. Um, sucks to be the person that ultimately decides say no, we're not going to go with you. Um, but hey ho. I think it's just one of the one of the reasons why I've fallen out of love with the Royal Rumble. Apart, aside from yeah. the the whole you win by throwing someone over the top rope which I've just grown to think is just a bit daft the I love the rumble I know I know people do and I don't mean to shit on it as much as I do but it's just it's not been the launching platform it's not been the launching pad for people but again I think that comes back to bad booking Everything, everything comes back to bad booking. Every single thing. That's it. So, whether something seems stupid and pointless, well, it's it's time to booking. And I know. So, before we move on to other matches, since we're talking about Rumble in general, R- Rancy's other question. I don't know if you want to quickly address that, so we can knock Rancy's three out in a row. Well, I have a very quick answer to that one. Mine just no. Yeah, Rance basically asked. Let me see where is it. <laughs> I've got it here. Okay. With NXT becoming a third brand, is 30 still the correct number for the Rumble? Should it be moved to 40 permanently? Again, I understand where Vance is coming from completely. 
40 is just too much for me like, I've never seen the 2011 Royal Rumble but I've got no interest in watching that I've not seen the 50 man greatest Royal Rumble yeah that's just a slog there's that's the aesthetics that there's always a lull in Royal Rumbles and for that lull to be extended by what 15 minutes no sorry yeah, I agree. Sorry, Rance, but I would put it down to 20. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Rance. No, we do. So much time for him. So much time. <laughs> right, what's, what's next? Will we do another question or will we move on to the next card? Well, but other questions are all kind of related to the men's Royal Rumble now. Right, well, we'll keep them. We'll keep them, right? Mm-hmm. So, the next cards, the next, there's a couple of, there's, I'm not going to lie, see, a few months ago I'd said that I hadn't really been paying much attention to the main roster. That is still the case. I saw on Wikipedia that the Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt match has become a strap match. I have no idea why. It was decided last week. What was the reason for it being a strap match? Your fucking guess is good as mine, man. I don't I fucking read the results. Mm. I barely keep up to what's happening on a weekly basis. NXT and NXT UK have got my attention, as well as AEW. As well as New Japan. Raw is slowly so, but surely getting my attention, I have to say, with uh, Seth Rollins' heel stable. And ready, aspects of Raw, yes. I, oh, aspects because there's something else that I will actually touch on later. Um, that's just oh, it's giving me heart problems. Was <laughs> it the big show? Ah, <laughs> I, I didn't even care about the big show. It was something else. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan fiend. Fiends winning. Um, I wouldn't be so sure about that one. I am. I am. <sighs> the red lighting still fucking annoys me so much. Are they still doing uh, that? Jesus Christ, man. Uh, see, and, and, and that really, really affects my my enjoyment of, of the matches because I'm just constantly thinking I can't fucking see anything I, um, it's not even that I don't mind I don't mind the red light as much as others and I do enjoy storylines and what Bray Wyatt is doing with this whole thing with the Fiend and turning heels faces and vice versa I applaud the storyline aspect of it but I do need some good wrestling thrown in I, I do need that. I don't. I don't want to watch shit for the sake of it being shit. And Bray Wyatt's wrestling is, it's just, it's pretty boring now. It didn't used to I be think, like this. Right. Favorite wrestler is who? Bray. I think the character doesn't allow for the matches to be great. Well, that's that stifles it for me that stifles my enjoyment I want it the other way around mm-hmm. 
you can't have in my mind the character of like Bray what he is now and then go out and be like let's go have five star classics you're like no like you're now what the story you're now telling is on, on the night is completely different what you've told us of these last five six weeks or the last couple of months of who this guy is this guy's a fucking killer uh-huh. and he- now he's going 25 minutes 30 minutes in these absolute wrestling clinics going um tooth and nail with someone it's like no we we've been we've been programmed to believe that Bray is an absolute dominant person and you can't keep him down so the storyline coming into matches doesn't help the booking of a match I don't think because otherwise what you're probably going to get is your typical Brock Lesnar match Brock dominates Yep. Maybe someone starts fast and then Brock dominate or Brock dominates from the off. The last five minutes to go, someone gets like three or four minutes offense and oh my goodness, he might win. Brock turns into an F5, one, two, three, done. It's a foregone conclusion with his matches just now. They've booked themselves into a corner by making the fiend so strong, literally unkillable, that it's going to take something other literally otherworldly to beat him. And it's gonna take Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. <laughs> I, you, you laugh, but you also know there's an element of truth to that. Oh, oh, I of course, and I'm I'm and looking forward to drinking pint upon pint of smart tears when that happens and Roman Reigns I, wins. <laughs> that like I don't think like you can. Roman may not win the title again for like say another four or five years, and people still bitch about it. I think people just accept that that people are going to mourn when he ultimately does win the title. Um, he's been nowhere near the title scene, you know. Um, for so long, so he's always, always going to transition back into it at some point. Um, and he vacated the world title. As yes, well. exactly. Like, he is kind of owed a chance in the main event again. It is so, by the way, so is Kofi Kingston, but Kofi's out tossing pancakes and, you know, hugging babies, etc. Uh, oh. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Exactly. You thought I was going to say other thing, didn't you? No. I didn't. I th- um, I'm trying to. Fucking, fucking ridiculous. I know it is, but Xavier Woods is injured. No, no, but still, it should have been fucking dealt with a long time ago. We have a guy damn rematch, or you know, not having squash in like five seconds. Fucking what? terrible decision. Right, we're going way off topic here. Or you know, um, he could win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I fucking hope so. And then he challenges Brock and gets the title back. Um. But like I say, is it's I'm a massive Bray Wyatt fan. <coughs> I liked Bray Wyatt when he was Bray Wyatt, as opposed to what he is now. Uh huh. Like because, like I say, you've got to enjoy the matches, and it's just like we say that you book them that way, so dominant that the matches can't be anything other than that. You know, and I know people are going to say, "Well, Bray was never great," and I, I understand where you're coming from. I enjoyed his style, but. The matches aren't great because you need to you need to book them that way now. I mean that shit with the Miz that match. Oh dear, dear, dear! I felt I actually felt sorry for the Miz genuinely. I just, it's difficult to watch his matches right now because. Because all, all yeah. the stories lead up to blow-offs and matches that you want to be barn burners. Yep. 
You don't want them to be odd and lumbering and stuttering and and just. And 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 I think you can have a good match with Roman if that's what they go at WrestleMania. They had Um, they had great matches in twenty fifteen. Their matches were brilliant. But it's a different Bray Wyatt this time, you know. See, the only thing that makes me think that won't be Bray Wyatt is because Bray Wyatt has been turning everyone's moral alignment upside down. Nobody's turning Roman Reigns' heel, which probably suggests that he'll win it. Yeah, I imagine it was that fucking cunt John Cena. But it came back as a heel. Oh, I came back and beat The Fiend. <laughs> it's funny you mention him. We're going to have a special episode with John Cena coming up. Listen, <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with you. I did not agree to any of this. This this um, friend of mine, ladies and gentlemen, I was away visiting the in-laws for a, a special in-laws birthday for the weekend, so I was not much on sort of messenger groups and stuff like that. This guy here, this guy, has decided to do a special episode centering around the career of John Cena with some social suplex staff. And then he tells me this after the fact when it's all been booked up. I'm like, hold the hold on. I'm not I'm not willing to listen to or talk about John Cena for an hour plus. Yeah, Clive, if you don't know the Clive fucking hates John Cena. And the thing is, there's not been a date or anything set. It was just it was thrown out there. Me it was I think it was specifically me. It was several people talking about it, but then me, Josh and Simon were sort of going on a little bit more. Um and then we were talking about it and I was like, do you know what, this actually sounds like an episode we might actually end up doing on Rick and Clive, just because we were kind of really getting into it. I think I think our hatred of Cena and the way he was booked, and I say it in the group, how he was booked back then and just people can't be bored with him, etc., etc., kind of clouds our judgment and we're like, well, wait, this guy actually did have like a couple of matches a year way back in the day, like, we're just fucking bangers. Oh, that's a great ratio. Well, I mean, like, I mean properly fucking great, like, match of a year type contenders. Like, some of your favourite wrestlers right now aren't producing match of a year contenders. That's true. So, I don't mean you, I just mean general. Um, and it was just, I was like, we may end up doing this, and Josh goes, I would actually like to, I'd love to do that, actually. And then Simon was saying, like, do you know what, that actually sounds like a great idea. I would actually like to be involved as well. And I said, look, we can try and set this up. I don't know when we can do it, but there's probably going to be a low period between the Rumble and WrestleMania, you know, so we'll see what happens if Clive's, Clive's willing. Josh, if, Simon, if, Clive, if we don't do it, it's Clive's fault. No, if you, if you can do it when I'm not there. <laughs> I might need to get someone else in because I had an idea how, how we would approach it. It's just, and they, let's save it for the podcast if I come on because... The guy, he said, he said, apparently said on an interview that he's done with wrestling, and I, I became erect at the thought of that. No one's ever done with the wrestling as such. I suppose what he probably means like doing like proper matches and stuff. He'll still appear now and then and, and, and do a couple of spots and stuff. But anyway, that's for another day. It's for another day. I don't want to talk about that man anymore. Shall we move on? Please. Who we got next? We've got Bailey. Bailey and Lacey Evans. Yeah. 
I've not seen much of this again. I've not seen SmackDown in a, a good while. Um, I have been drinking some more smart tears that the hatred Lacey Evans is getting for taking on the internet darlings and Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um, I don't see this being a change. It's it's weird. I don't really see. There's got to be a title change in there somewhere, Ricky. You get Bailey versus Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch versus Asuka, and Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I don't think so. There's got to be one title change. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I like. I think Lacey's getting better. Um, like she's got that gimmick, or certainly the, like the actual background where she can go with the heel that she was or the baby face because at the end of the day you know she was in the Marines etc she's uh, a mum etc etc and you, like, the fact that you can make like, someone with that kind of background a great baby face mm-hmm. um, she's not ready and it, I see, remember I said about Carmella a few years back like when you become the champion you shouldn't still be learning like, you know, like you should always be learning but you shouldn't still be that green I know, I, I agree to an extent, but people are never going to be ready if they're languishing in the mid-card for the rest of their, for their, for their entire career. That's true, but at the end of the day, Lacey has been featured in title matches considerably in her short career thus far. Like, she was immediately thrust in with Becky. Speaking of thrust, I hope there's not any more camera angles as she enters matches. Remember that? Yeah, it's a close-up of her arse. Was it her arse, all right? <laughs> oh, so fucking everything. I don't need to see that shit. Honestly. Not fucking 12. No, you do, just not in the medium of wrestling. That's what I'm saying. I'm not fucking 12 year old, but I'm going to, you know... You've got ex-hamster for that. Fucking, exactly, if I want to fucking... If I want to watch porn, I'll go and watch porn. For fuck's sake, when I watch wrestling, I want to see wrestling. I used to say that to Barry constantly. Barry, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, when they were doing all the divas stuff and brand brand panties matches, I would just say, if I want to watch porn, I'll watch porn. Exactly. Like it's just. That was just one of those freak occurrences. That was um, an eyebrow razor. Just got this good wrestling, but yeah. Um, I expect Becky to retain. Becky, uh, sorry, um, Bailey. Uh, could be an all right match. I'm not exactly like the excitement levels aren't through the roof for this match. No. Yeah, but I'm happy to move on. I'm actually quite excited to see Shorty G. Ah, oh, shit! I just said that. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm that t shirt they brought out was fucking horrendous. I'm reading Wikipedia, it just fell out of my mouth. Chad Chaddington Gableworth the fourth versus Seamus. And I understand that this whole um sizest thing is well overdone and it's shite. But there is you will agree with me, there is nothing more satisfying than when Seamus broke kicks the living daylights out of someone who's smaller than him and like kills them. Ah, that's that's awesome, right? It's beautiful. But I also can't be arsed listening to the small jokes and the shorty stuff and it's like fuck's sake. I know, it's it's playground stuff. It really fucking is. 
but I'm excited to see Seamus back. I can't take, I can't, I have to, I love Seamus. I also like Seamus. And I love I Chad Gable. Like I like Chad Gable's wrestling style. But Hopefully they get about a good 10, 12 minutes or so. A good fun match. We've got an elite addition to the pay-per-view being that being Andrade in Almas <clears throat> versus the one and only Prick. <laughs> <laughs> See if this bastard wins this title, by the way. Oh, that's a title match as well, that's right. No, it's been too... His return last night was too quick. It's not going to be that quick. He'll probably win it on Raw in a few weeks' time. In fact, he better yeah. not... I hope he adds Carrillo's scalp to his collection. I went out of my way to watch the ladder match this week between Almas and Mysterio. Yeah. I wasn't Overly, I was um, disappointed in it. A few of the big spots that they tried were botched and it just fell flat. That DDT through the ladder was a bit disgraceful, though. Uh, they don't need any kind of stupid stipulations in their it's, matches. It's weird because you going into it, you think, oh, this is going to be fantastic, but they don't. You're right, they don't actually need it. They don't. They really don't. But yeah, fuck Humberto Creole. Mm-hmm. Your cousin's better than you, Humberto. How does that make you yep. feel? Next match. Roman Reigns versus uh, King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Oh, I look forward to that. What? I'm not... We're not Corbin's biggest fans. Drawn to appreciate what he does a bit more. But Falls Count Anywhere, it uh, just implies it's going to be kind of carnage and you're going to be in through the crowds and potentially backstage mm-hmm. and maybe outside, who knows. And you're obviously going um, to get the bloodline involved and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Yep. A um, couple of big spots, maybe. You know, so... I was uh, I was, uh, I was very excited for the TLC match and it turned out to not be that great. So I'm not... I'm tempered my expectations with this one. So I'm just going in... Like, with no no hype, no, mot- uh, no emotion, just seeing what happens. I'm sure it'll be fine. I think uh, King Corbin has been hilarious, especially online with the, what he's been doing recently. To see Mister Meltzer triggered was hilarious. So I've not—I don't hate him as much as I used to. Put it that way. His matches themselves. No, I've, I've just got no time for that fucking online nonsense shit. I don't. It's, I, all, it's all just fucking ridiculous to me. The. The back and forth between wrestlers is cringeworthy. Like this stuff that Sasha and Lacey and Bailey do is, oh my god, man! No, that Bailey tweet <laughs> she put out saying, "Even your own daughter, you've raised your daughter wrong," or "Even your own daughter's booing you." I found that funny. Aye, it can be funny, but it's just it brings out these stands that shouldn't be allowed a Twitter account. Mm. But I'm looking forward to this match. I think it could be good. Just purely because, like I say, it's that element of, you know, they could end, they will end up through the crowd and backstage and they could get a couple of wee brutal moments. Um, for the most much part. Much better than, than, than just having a bog standard wrestling match. I don't really want to see that again. For the most part, Roman Reigns and sort of hardcore gimmick matches is a fun watch for the most part. Oh, definitely. So I think uh, it will be good. 
at least we're away from this fucking loser eats dog food nonsense <laughs> on that the dog food will be back this week telling you they'll bring it back and it'll be Roman Reigns will pull the dog food on Corbin oh probably fucking dog shite dog shite bastard Dog shit over here means dog shit, dog poo, folks. <laughs> um, final match: the men's Royal Rumble. I have a prediction. Go on. Now, I wouldn't say it's a very strong prediction because, as we have discussed on this very night here, booking someone to be a credible threat heading into WrestleMania. Sometimes has fallen flat recently. Yep. However, a certain wrestler has been made to be the laughing jo- laughing stock for months now, and a certain wrestler has continued a losing streak. A certain wrestler has never. Wait, wait. Let me guess. Who the fuck are you talking about? Well, have a guess. But a certain wrestler has never won a fucking pay per view match. My prediction, and you'll love this. Wait, the- wait, 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 wait. Oh, right, okay. I know you're going. Your men's Royal Rumble winner for 2020 could be Rusev. Drew McIntyre. Oh, Rusev! I thought you were going with Drew. Drew's been winning quite a lot recently and he's been... Has he won a pay-per-view match? Well, if you if you count um, multi-tag ones, then yes. Right. Um, Rusev. That's fucking interesting. You know who's going to win it? I thought you'd like that, by the way. I did, I love that. I actually love that one. I it's just, he's been handled such a shitty card, arguably in real life with this whole shit that's going on, but definitely in storyline. He's been destroyed 3-0 three, three and o now against Bobby Lashley in the many forms of matches. You're either going to get one or two things. Lashley will um, be thrown over the top rope by Rusev, or Rusev's going to win that fucking thing. Which means Liv Morgan will win the women's. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who's going to win it? Who? Kane Velasquez. See, I swear to God, I, f- I swear to God, that fucking better not happen. You've just wished that, that. You've just talked that into existence. That better not fucking happen. I think it will, and I'd be su- I'd be really, really surprised if it doesn't. Like. I'm I'm still like see when they announced Brock Lesnar as number one in the Royal Rumble, I was like, alright, okay, I can get behind this. But then James kinda of dampened my spirits out on saying you realise I'm probably going to run some injury angle where he'll leave the match and then come back just similar to what done Roman in twenty sixteen. Um I can see that happening. But at the same time like I expect Brock to start off dominant, so I'd not expect him big names at the start. And then eventually bigger names will come in and then probably at some point we might get Roman facing off with Brock during it or whatever but I think ultimately Kane Velasquez is going to come down face off with Brock beat him up throw him over the, uh, the rope and he wins the Royal Rumble um, I fucking hope that doesn't happen but I expect that to happen and if that happens they have ruined my Monday afternoon I will, I've actually fallen out with you tonight listen I'm contemplating cancelling my half day on Monday <laughs> my my usual routine every single year for the Royal Rumble I don't know why I do it just purely for I've just always done it I take a half day from work I finish at 12 o'clock I leave I go get lunch by myself and I watch the Royal Rumble for the next 4 or 5 hours 
before I go play football that later on that night in Glasgow. Like a good little mark. You've ruined it for yourself. That's your fault. So let's say Kane doesn't come back. Who wins? I'd love it with somebody like Kevin Owens, but they're not going to do that. I think to answer Rob's question again, I had to have the diesel push terminology explained to me because I didn't know exactly what that meant. But if they said the Kane push or the Roman Reigns push, I might have understood. But the diesel push, that will go to Drew McIntyre this year. Yeah, I think so. I'm not 100% confident that he will win it. He's been looking good recently. He's shown more of Drew Galloway than he has Drew McIntyre. Um, as he has, has good thing. As he himself has said on Corey Graves' podcast, I just I don't think it will be him. A very outside bet, very outside, is uh, Keith Lee. That's really out there. What I would like to see, uh, it was mentioned on Grado's podcast, Mark Dallas was filling in for Grado this week and they were chatting about what they'd like to see in the Rumble. And imagine Shane McMahon came in and uh, someone said for a laugh that he did a coast-to-coast but just ended up like flying out of the ring. Well, imagine Shane McMahon came in, did a coast to coast, but a fucking Keith Lee. Was it, I bet you that was Mark Dallas that said that. No, it was a listener. A listener tweeted him. <laughs> but imagine Shane McMahon did a coast to coast and Keith Lee just um, tackled him, shoulder charged him, mid air. Mid air. Uh, right over the ropes. I <laughs> right on it. <laughs> you know, um. You know what I would like to see, actually? Uh, now, I don't think you can possibly book it, but I, w- I wanted to see Hugh, Seth and Roman main event WrestleMania. I know people want to say Roman main event again, but I quite like that. I like it. Um, but I, I expect Cain Velasquez to win this. You're a brutal man. I can't believe you've talked... I'm just trying to be honest. Um... And just to come back to Dan's question about NXT UK guys, I think Volta and Tyler Bate will be my two picks for that. I think Volta's a definite. Like, he's already over there. They try and make the most of his time in the United States of America. So why not fling him in the rumble, have a wee horse off with Brock Lesnar and Keith Lee? So I think think, um, Volta's a, a good shout. Tyler Bate, Possibly. But I would put money um, on Volter being in it. Yep. Um, Rob, what was your favourite funny Royal Rumble match moment? Mine's was when Santino Morella was eliminated. And then as soon as he eliminated, he started saying, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Yes. <laughs> I find that shit hilarious. <laughs> there's, there's three that I can think of off the top of my head that that will remain with me for the rest of my days. Uh, R-Truth bringing out a ladder. <laughs> uh, what was the other one that I had in my mind there? <laughs> when Elias was walking down the ring, singing a song, playing the guitar, and mid-sort of monologue, he stomped on Heath Slater as he was walking down the ramp. I thought that was hilarious. And I can't believe this isn't your favourite, Ricky. 
Vince McMahon, double quad blowout, 05. Oh, that's right. And then just sat there. Aye. What a tadger. <laughs> <laughs> what a roaster. <laughs> um, right. We've got two more questions. Okay. Keep the rich one for last. Right. Sam, Sir Sam, asks, can we get a repeat of the start of a 2010 rumble with Rollins giving a sermon on the mount? That was the CM Punk Cali moment. Yep, I think that's what he was referring to. If we're wrong, Sir Sam, give us a shout, but I have an answer ready made for you, Ricky. I really hope not, because all that's going to do is... Rollins doing a profit in the middle of a Royal Rumble match. They're going to, that's just set, sowing the seeds for Rollins versus CM Punk at Mania, and I am not here for that. I'm not here for CM Punk's return. I'm not here for Edge's return. I'll be a very, like, genuinely deeply conflicted individual, because if that, if Edge's music hits, my mind will be blown. But at the same time, I think that guy had, that guy had to like, stop wrestling in case you get paralysed. No amount of recuperation and rehabilitation will tell me he's in a good state to wrestle. I don't care if he takes spears or not. Um, as for CM Punk, he's still a child. He's still, he still wants things his way. He still doesn't like it when things don't go his way or when he's ridiculed by the Miz. I don't want him anywhere near wrestling for WWE. The guy is partly responsible for the hate that Roman Reigns gets, so fuck him. I think that would be intriguing. Or even if, as he's walking down the ramp, you have him giving some sort of sermon and preaching, etc. It would be quite cool. Um, we just need to be careful, though, not to add too many people too quickly as well. To the what? To the rumble or the stable? To the stable. I uh, take your time. Maybe have maybe form alliances mid match would be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's so some more seeds for a couple of the Raws afterwards. Exactly, I think that would be quite good. People looking at all, looking at all, looking over the Roll, Rollins in awe. You know, like look at this guy. Like you know, do we follow him? Like you know, mm-hmm. um, that would be interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of any possible surprise returns or entrance or anything like that. Um, don't really know. The only one I can think of would be Kane Velasquez. Punk's not going to be there. Um, any surprise possible returns at him? This is just me thinking on the top of my head myself now. I don't think so. Um, it's not exactly a surprise, but I would be very pleasantly pleased if Keith Lee came in it for a while. I think he will. I think he's. I think, I think he's a star. Yep. I expect Gargano or Champa to appear as well. If not, maybe both. What about um, a certain other uh, belter that's not been on? <laughs> well, that's a possibility. Uh, I was thinking Velveteen oh, Dream. If he, see if he, it's not going to happen. But see if he turned up at the Royal Rumble. I would lose my fucking shit. I know. I would start running about my room. Uh, 
I'd walk back into work. I'd walk back into work on Tuesday, gather my staff together, and tell them, "Guys, remember when my, my friend went through that traumatic experience <laughs> like, well, last weekend? He's recovered." Aye, in a big bad way. Yes. I imagine they won it. <laughs> Let's put that out there. We need to, folks. Joe Coffey to win the Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh, with Wolfgang and Mark Coffey coming down later on just to stand in the ring with him. Wolfgang spearing fuckers out of their boots. Yep. Just to help him. Film. Just the like Gallus film. Uh, <laughs> Gallus boys on top. That's it. Uh, no. Another one who I think's like a star in the making. Velveteen Velveteen Dream. Now he's been going through the vast majority He's coming back shortly, um, I think. This whole TV era. There's only been one or two weeks where he's been on the USA episodes of NXT. And it seems to have this back injury, it's been very, very quiet with him. Even him himself, it's all quiet. So has he got anything left to do in NXT? Well, obviously there's the title, the main title, but oh, it'd be quite good if he was on the, the Rumble. I would like that. I'd love to yeah, see him I back. Think, I miss think him. the days of people coming up as much as it did uh, are over okay I, I, I agree but there's still room for one or two more one or two not too many but I don't think you're going to see all the whole scale moves that you see after Wrestlemania's and Summerslams and stuff oh definitely not definitely and you not. could argue that Velveteen Dream does have unfinished business and with NXT being a presented as like a, a genuine equal third brand then yep. you might want to keep him yep especially if if that's the brand that goes up against AEW every Wednesday mm-hmm. well it does but if you truly believe that's a war or whatever then why would you weaken it I um, just think he's money I just I, I miss him yeah, terribly I think great um, I really miss him right last question comes from Rich from One Nation Radio right here on the network Check out, does, check out Rich. He's got he's dropping some songs left, right, and centre on social media at the moment. So head over to yep. Rich's Twitter account. And check out what's going on there. My wife, my wife is actually playing a number of his songs in the car. There you go. I actually, I, I messaged him all day to let him know he was happy with that. <laughs> um, right, so Rich asks, why does WWE continue to shadow ban Daniel Bryan from being in the Rumble match? I have an answer to this, but I want to hear yours first. <laughs> as soon as as soon as Rich said that, I knew my answer straight away. Do you know? I actually wanted to say that to you. Right. No, okay. it's fine. You've asked. You've asked me. No, I can. I wonder if we're going to say the same thing. But go. Right. Okay. Then let's. I'll go first. And I saw that, and I thought, right. I'll look into it. I just wanted to do some research. I've got a couple of screens up on my phone. Rich, I'm afraid I'm going to have to disagree with you in this one. Okay, the actual Rumble match itself is not been in a lot of... I'm looking but back... That's, that's what Rich is referring to, though. In the Rumble match. Well, based on what we've been talking about tonight, would you want him in the Rumble match, considering the lacklustre build after the fact for many of the people who've won it? That never factored into what my answer was going to be. Will, will I give you my answer? 
Hold on, right, no, I'll, I'll say my stuff first. Right, here you go. Personally, I, I've said it till I'm blue in the face, I'm not a big fan of the actual Royal Rumble match itself, so I don't care that he's not in it. The Saudi Arabia Royal Rumble, he had a, an Iron Man. Aye, that's right. He uh, had an Iron Man performance in that. Um, he was in it in 2011. He was in it in 2013. And he was in it in 2015. In 2012, he was in a t- world title match. In 2013, he was in it as well as tagging with a very popular t- team, Hell No. That was very popular back in the day. 2014, we know the story behind that one. For three three whole years, he was ineligible for medical reasons, which we don't need to go over. Last year, he won it. He retained it in a WWE title. He, sorry, he retained the WWE title in a title match. And personally, the best run of Daniel Bryan's career. And he's got another title shot this year. And I like, I, although I'm not a huge fan of the Royal Rumble matches, the matches out with the Royal Rumble, I think there's a bigger spotlight on them because it's, they're very carefully selected, those matches, and there's always been a hidden gem now and again over the years. And I'm even looking at 2014 with Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, which was a, a cracking rematch. That was great. So, I think he's had a, a very good Royal Rumble pay-per-view history. Not so much the Royal Rumble itself, but that does not bother me at all in the grand scheme of things. Right. So, 14 he wasn't in it. Right? Mm-hmm. 15 was he was in Philadelphia. It. 16 Well, he wasn't in it, was he? Aye, 16, 17 and 18 he was injured or retired. And or retired. 19, he was always uh, the the title. 20, right. And we're assuming he won't be in it this Sunday either. So... Out of the going back to 2014, so that's what four pay per views he was in two, and and other two he was in title matches. Correct. There's been six Royal Rumble pay per views that he's been eligible eligible to thing me in wrestling. And how many Rumble matches? Sorry, has he been in out of those six? He's been in. A solid fifty percent of them. So three. And if you want, if you want to include the greatest Royal Rumble, he's been in four out of seven. Yeah, uh, doesn't count. That's true. So three, three out of six. And what was he doing the other ones again? So he's got Bray this Sunday. Who did he face last year again? AJ Styles. Right. Uh, and he retained the world title in twenty twelve in a cage match, I believe, with Mark Henry and Big Show. And. In 2013, he was in the Rumble and he defended and retained the tag titles with Kane, not Velasquez. When the hell was his match against CM Punk? Why did I think that was at Royal Rumble? You could be right. I remember they had a, a match at Over the Limit or something like that. 
I mean, I maybe it was over limiting. So it might not have been in, might not have been in a lot of Royal Rumble matches. Fifty percent, if we're fifty percent, right. right. But he's been he's been a a sort of he's been in the spotlight on these nights. Yep. Right. So look, he could well easily be in a Royal Rumble match on Sunday, but the chances are he won't be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So three out of six, he's not been in it. My answer, right, is simple. They do not want a repeat of Philadelphia. Ah, that's it. That's the answer. We just um... they don't want a repeat of. And what year was it again? Was it Ray that came out and everybody booed? And you're like, oh, for fuck, it's fucking Ray Mysterio, but we're booing him because it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Was that that was the same year as Bray, wasn't it? Yes, sure it was. The match with Bray, right? They don't want a repeat of that moment, and they don't want a repeat of the last like fifteen minutes of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see people booing throughout half or the final third of the Royal Rumble. So, what they just simply do is keep him out of that match. There is zero reason why he shouldn't be involved on in the Royal Rumble match on Sunday, and who knows, he may well be. He may well be. We're, we're, we don't know. Um, yeah, there was zero reason why he couldn't have come out in Rey Mysterio's spot. They are, you know, um, 2015 as well. Um, I think it's simple as that I, I just don't think they want the crowd to hijack it and I think they realise no matter what Daniel Bryan is face or heel no matter what people gravitate to him people love him I think they just are te- I don't want to say terrified but certainly conscious of having booze raining down on the winner or throughout the final 10-15 minutes of a match and I just think they're just saying do you know what to avoid all of that, we just won't put you anywhere near this match. Put it this way, to answer, to answer Rich, it might not have been in a lot of the Rumble matches, but the way things have panned out for some of these Royal Rumbles, especially after the fact, I think he does as well to stay well clear of them. I don't think it harms him being off them. See, I, 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 I get where you're coming from, but I also think it's a fucking simple solution to just keep saying it. It's not difficult to book someone strong and keep them relevant and keep them keep them engaged with people. But I think, going back to Rich's question, I think bottom line is that they just don't want to deal with what they would perceive to be a headache. Right. So they just keep the man well away from the match. The man? Oh, Becky's coming in as well? Yeah. Like, that's that's what I think. Um, and I think that's, I think that's stupid. He should have won it that year um, when he was just ridiculously over. Um I would like to see him appear on Sunday, so I'm not going to say too much on Sunday's Royal Rumble match because he may, may not, but unlikely. Um, I keep saying it, but I just don't think they want that headache. And that's what they look at it as, my mind. I think they look at it as, as a headache and they look at it with like the attitude that, here we go again. Damage control. That's what I think it is, and I think that's pretty poor. Like uh, he's still perhaps the best wrestler in that company. 
Mm-hmm. Like if he's not the best, like you know, he's certainly like in that top three. Um, even post all these injuries, so yeah, I think they're just saying it and saying, as you say, damage control and just not wanting to hear and deal with all those boos again mm-hmm. and people resisting whoever the winner may be. Because I think the the very Mysterio one for me is the perfect example of that because here you have one of the absolute very best wrestlers of all time absolute beloved everybody loves Ray and even he was getting booed doesn't matter who that 30th person was they were getting booed yeah. because Daniel Bryan wasn't there and I just, I just think bottom line is they just don't want to deal with that what they would perceive to be a headache and the bullshit reaction from the fans <laughs> they perceive as they're going to boo it anyway that's what I'm saying so they're not wanting to give them extra ammunition so in their mind they're like well we'll just try and move away from that and pretend it I, you know like although well, look he was in a title match so he can't be in the match kind of thing I think it's nonsense I think he should be in the Royal Rumble match um, I think he should be a serious threat to win every single year um, but you know that's what I think aye but not when he's a champion not when he's a champion who's the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble Sunday listen Brock Lesnar can fuck off right but that that straight away you're saying not as a champion but Brock Lesnar was a champion oh and by the way just three years ago who was the number one entrant in Royal Rumble the champion I would rather watch a singles title match at Royal Rumble than the Royal Rumble match simple as that uh, yeah but I think that comes down to like preference or the match itself but you're not a fan of the match itself aye so I'd rather watch Daniel Bryan wrestle instead of um, sit and fucking lie down in the middle of the turnbuckle for half an hour. But I think Daniel Bryan has a better chance of winning the Rumble match than he does winning the match against Bray Wyatt. That's true. You've got no fucking chance to beat Bray Wyatt on Sunday. No. And it's... We've touched talking on Bray again. It just sucks because I love Bray so much. But, yeah, bottom line, they just don't want to deal with what they perceive as to be a headache. Probably. Nonsense. I think we could probably argue about this all night. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we probably could, but let's like so, in other in the other Royal Rumbles shows, he's been booked. He's on a he's been in a good spot. Apart from the Bray Wyatt one, even though it was a great match, but the Royal Rumble match itself, like I say, I'd rather see him in that because at least you think, well, here we go, he might actually win it, and then he won't, and then you'll be raging. Uh, so you're in a lose-lose situation is that though because I've got other favourites more so than Daniel Bryan but I think a lot of people who are there won't be happy mm-hmm. and that's what I say they just don't they probably convince themselves that we're not dealing with that bullshit all over again it's a lose-lose situation yep right let's stop arguing because we will be here all night I know it's getting late let's get on with this quiz is it quiz time it is Okay. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, Ricky's giving us a, a Royal Rumble themed quiz for the week. I believe, I'm guessing. Yes. Okay, go for it. Hit me with right. your Royal Rumble quiz. I will do terribly with this one. Whoa, 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 what the fuck? There you go. 
talking notes just disappeared. Right, here we go. Question number one. In 2015, who was eliminated first, the Big Show or Kane? <clears throat> Big Show. Wrong, they were both eliminated at the same time. Roman dumped them both out at the same time, remember? That's not physically possible. Oh. I watched the replay again and again and again, and it looks like they both touched down at the same time. I mean in terms of physical physics? But they were both kind of hanging over the ropes and Roman came in behind them and pushed them over. Remember that was a year Roman went in Philadelphia? Big Show's had such a dreadful Royal Rumble record. Oh, <laughs> Terrible guy his size. <laughs> Right, in the previous year, 2014, who were the final two participants in the Royal Rumble? Reigns and Batista. Correct, one of two. You should get this one. Question number three, which city is this year's Royal Rumble taking place in? (laughs) Glasgow? No, come on, be serious. I've not not got a clue. Um... Why are you annoyed at me for not knowing an answer? You supposed <laughs> you'll be kicking yourself for a minute. Right, Philadelphia. Oh, Houston. I saw it as <laughs> Ray Cash is going to. It. He is. Carl's going to as well, isn't it? So he says. That's well. He'll be on the podcast next week, folks. Listen, you. You're worse than delivering false promises in Vince McMahon. This is not a false promise. I promise you he will be on the podcast next week. Which podcast? Our podcast. You fucking... podcast. You liar. I guarantee you, Rance. Question number four. Has the Royal Rumble event ever taken place outside of the US and A? There must be at least one Canadian Royal Rumble. Is that your answer? Yes. Correct. Question number five. Which decade did this take place in? Oh, 90s. 80s. Uh, Royal Rumble. That was going to be my next answer. Right, question number six. Name the wrestler who has been the runner-up the most times in the Royal Rumble match itself. Hmm. I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Correct. Quite proud of that answer. Question number seven. I think you're going to get this based on what we spoke about earlier on. You mentioned it. Which number, which entrant number has the most wins from it? 27. Correct. As soon as you said that earlier on, the coveted 27 spot I was like fuck um, <laughs> question number 8 you've done alright so far actually thanks question number 8 name the two people who have spent the most cumulative time in the Royal Rumble oh now that's a tough one Austin no that can't eh, Jericho Jericho one so far Oh, 
I know someone else blonde. Stunning, Steve Austin. Right, Austin then. Oh, see the piss. I'm not trying to influence you. Is that you going with Austin? I want to say Christian for some reason. I'm going to say Christian. Triple H. Triple H has about four hours in Jericho's like five and a half or something like that. Question number nine. In 2005, <coughs> Scotty Too Hot, he was attacked <laughs> by who on the ramp and thus couldn't enter the Royal Rumble? Well, I thought it was The Undertaker in earlier 2002. 05. I don't know the answer to that one then. I will give you a clue. Right. He is still fallen to this day. Oh, Mohammed Hassan. <laughs> right. How many have you got so far? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Five out of nine so far. Right, this one's a bit difficult, right? So I'll give you time. Name the six wrestlers who have won the Royal Rumble match on two occasions. There have been six of them. Okay, give me a wee minute here. Absolutely. Mm. I should just talk to the people so there's not dead air. Do you want to do a couple of plugs, perhaps? Yeah, I don't even know what the situation is with the plugs, to be honest. <laughs> what network and stuff I'm doing. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. Right, right, give me a minute. Give me a minute. You take all the time you want. I know, but I don't want too much dead air. Um, um, Randy Orton. That's one. Just two times? Okay. Yeah, we've only won it, we've only won it twice. Only twice. twice. Right. Only twice. Randy Orton, mm-hmm. Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Racist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I know we're Hulk. not talking about Sorry, Tessa Blanchard. We're talking about Hulk Hogan. Yep. They're all yep. A bitch. Um, folks, head on uh, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees where you can pick up your very own Ricky and Clive T-shirt. You can also see you can also purchase T-shirts from Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, and so, uh, your very own Social Suplex Tees. Um, you can find us at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. You can check out the wrestling, uh, sorry, the Facebook page or group the Wrestling Squared Circle uh, we sometimes post in there well, Clive does more than me, I don't say shit in there um, please hit the subscribe button um, download the episode on the podcast app of your choice uh, head over to Social Suplex as well we've got multiple different podcasts we've got Keeping It Strong Style with 
the um, Jeremy and Josh, aka the Tampa Stretching Crew. We have <laughs> that pops me every time. Radio Richard James. We have grown men watch this shit. We have get in the ring. We of course you have us. Um, so suplex. Uh, we have some columns etc as well on there. Um, Clive. Um, May or may not. I think you're going to have a column this week on Lords of Pain. I'll let you plug that on your own. I will. I have a column dropping tomorrow, and it is to do with the current state of blank. So, so you'll have to go over to Lords of Pain. Column, sorry, his first column was <clears throat> two weeks ago. Brand extension. Um, fucking. Beautiful writing. Absolutely fantastic. Well, thank, Honestly, it really was. I'm not just saying it because you're a friend, but it was it was great. Thank you very much, Ricky. Um, I think that's us. I've done all the plugging. Right. So the next... Now part of Red Circle as well, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clive will dive out some details on that. Remember to press that donate button and give us all of your monthly wage, please. That would be greatly helped. Every bit of it. And not because... Not because we want to look after our families or anything like that, because we you know we've got wives and kids. No, we want to become uh, podcasting house husbands. We want to sit about the house recording podcasts all day long. Do so something. your money. Do something good with your money. Cancel your fight TV subscription and give us that instead. Exactly. <laughs> um, ah, funk. I, I know Austin's won it three times, so it's not him. A total stab in the dark with Bray Wyatt. No, sorry, <laughs> Bret Hart. <laughs> no, right. So you're down to two, right? Right. So I'll give you a give you a couple of clues. So you can, you're only allowed one more incorrect answer. Okay. Um, <clears throat> one of these guys were the answer to one of the questions, one of the previous nine questions. Oh, Triple H. Yep. And <laughs> this guy was also mentioned earlier on the podcast. Much to your pleasure. John, you can't beat me, Zena. Correct. Six out of ten is pretty good going. Not too bad, considering my rumble memories aren't great. Check out the undercard for Royal Rumble 2000. Stupendous. Check out the, the check out the undercard for Royal Rumble two thousand and watch that again. Tremendous night. Tables match, Dudley's the Hardys, Street Fight, Cactus Jack and um Triple H. Check out twenty sixteen with a, a cracking wee match between Charlotte and Becky and a fantastic last man standing match between Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. Like an amazing last man standing match. Check out Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey from last year. Great match. We obviously had that triple threat match, Brock, Seth and Cena. Oh my God. That was John Cena's greatest night. Mm. And they didn't do much. That was like, and that was in the midst of Seth just fucking <sighs> being an absolute king of wrestling at that point, I think. That was a wild, wild night. <laughs> it was a good night. 
So there's there's some picks to watch matches that happened on Royal Rumble night, but not the actual event itself. Another really funny moment that I enjoyed from the Royal Rumble history, Rob, was when Cactus Jack came down, or <coughs> Michael Foley himself, and eliminated both himself and Randy Orton out of the Rumble match. That was excellent. <coughs> I've not got much else to say. My throat's going, as you can hear, so I'm going to yep. have to call it quits, ladies and gentlemen, before my throat dies completely. Um, as you listen to this, I may be eating some birthday cake. I'm not sure if the Americans are aware, but there is a, a something called a caterpillar cake here in the UK, and it's fucking it's a great birthday cake. <laughs> as as <laughs> you know it well, Ricky. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that's going to get it is probably a well, couple of the uh, Murray will probably get what cake we're talking about. Oh, the caterpillar cake is a it's as tradition it's as traditional to Britain as it is Brexit. <sighs> Fucking Brexit! Oh, the zebra cake as to rance. Uh, <laughs> I need to try a zebra cake. I need to try one. Right, my throat's gone, ladies and gents. Enjoy Worlds Collide and enjoy Rumble. <laughs> enjoy Royal Rumble. And hopefully for the third week in a row, Ricky and I will be back to talk it all over with you next week. Good night. And Carl. Uh, aye. And we'll all talk about John Cena with um, Simon and Joshua. And we'll all have a great time. At some point. At some point. Well, I'll tell you something. That night you will not see me. Ba-ba-ra-ba. Jesus. Night-night. Take care, folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.